Welcome to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com, dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Serving leaders, managers, and people who will be, helping you reach excellence in your work and achieve your personal goals at the same time. Sign up for the free course at clearandopen.com. When you give someone a task and say, you are a customer service representative and here are your tasks, in that very moment, all of their issues and a bunch of other stuff all comes up, all comes up, all comes up. Do you see why responsibility is such an issue? Hi, it's Joseph, and thanks for tuning in to Manage to Engage, the podcast from Clear and Open. There's value in a job well done. Think of the difference between a reward earned after some hard work and a reward you've merely treated yourself to. We value the things we've worked toward, but we can often cheat our way to the same goal. But doing so isn't nearly as satisfying. It's a lesson everyone at any level of an organization generally needs to learn on their own. But you can always speed that up with a little help. This series is excerpted from my online course entitled Essential Leadership Processes, which is available at courses.clearandopen.com. I offer weekly member webcasts, online courses, and mentorship at clearandopen.com because it's my truth that with the right tools, anyone can eliminate the people, money, and time problems holding them back in business. And I share parts of these webcasts and courses on this show because I want to help you too. If you're enjoying the show and learning from it, I'd love your feedback. If you're listening to the show on an Apple device, all you have to do is open the podcast app, view the full description of this episode, and click a link to leave a rating and review for the show. Thanks so much for listening. Let's start the show. What do you think of, of co-creating? When people talk about like, you know, we co-create our life. It's not just... Mm-hmm predetermined for us. Like we do have choices, we can make decisions. And so the first thing that popped in my head is this co-creation. Yeah. You skipped a few steps. Uh, okay. Good, Christine. Yeah. So I'll, I'll get to that probably. Let me, let me start sort of at the beginning of the ramp. We find where the beginning of the ramp is. When, have you ever noticed at the end of a, a long workday, uh, if you're an alcohol-inclined person or whatever your favorite beverage of choice is, have you noticed the difference between that end-of-work drink when you've worked for it and the end-of-the-day drink where you haven't worked for it? Didn't do much that day. or you, you know, there's, a, there's a significant qualitative difference with anything, whatever, whatever you're rewarding yourself with. Uh, you know, a dessert or a special meal. Sushi is one of my reward things. There's a qualitative difference in the experience when you've worked hard and then there's a reward versus when you haven't worked hard and then you have the reward content, but it doesn't feel like a reward. The, the, the experience is not as rich at all, right? Another part of human design, we we value things that we've worked toward. It's meaningful for us when we've worked toward something. And I always think of that time, uh, I think it was in the 80s in the Boston Marathon, I think there was a, a, a woman won the marathon and it was later found out that she cheated, that she ducked out halfway through the marathon, got in her car, drove a bit and then pretended to win. 
And it's fascinating to me because what must have been going on in that person's mind was that they wanted to have the experience of winning. But if you imagine you go into that person's head when when she crossed the finish line, did she actually have the experience of winning? Because she didn't, you know, she didn't earn it. And of course she knew that. So, you know, there's all the cheers and the television cameras and everything. And so it approximated the experience. But it must have also, I, what I imagine going, what went on in that person was like, she was looking for that feeling for, you know, probably some psychologically dystrophic reason. You know, her parents never told her she was good enough or whatever. And so she wanted to have the experience of being a winner. So she approximated it without actually making it happen. But think of crossing the finish line and there must have been this enormous dissonance between I won and I know I didn't. And then, of course, later found out. So we're, we're not satisfied by getting things that we haven't earned on a deep level. And um, we try many times. We, we try to like, oh, well, cut corners and I, this is the thing I want and what's the best way to get it. And we forget that the journey is the, uh, what's magical about the experience. Well, the journey I would offer as spiritual human beings is the journey from being, choose my words carefully here, the journey from experiencing a disconnection from the divine to, to experiencing a connection with the divine. And the squirrels and the rocks and the trees and the wombats and the mongoose they don't have a choice but to be in harmony with life, the universe, the divine. The squirrels bury the nuts, the mongoose eat the chicken eggs. They all do what they do. They don't have choices. They don't experience individual will the way we do. So we have the ability to be irresponsible, you could say so that we can learn that it's not what we want. And that delivers a being to a wholly different, uh, if you pardon the pun, a wholly different destination than if you never had the choice. So the squirrel's relationship with the divine is automatic. It's a priori. It's unconscious. It's unchosen. But a human being's relationship with the divine is begins fraught with parent projections and lack of trust and my power versus your power, power struggle, all sorts of stuff. You could fill a book with all of those issues. But it's what we most want. We intuit, we intuitively sense we want this wholeness, we want this harmony, but we also want our free will and we'll die holding on to it. Right? People have to pry it from our cold, dead hands. As New Hampshire's license plates say, give me liberty or give me death. So that's the uh, conundrum human beings are in. We love our individual agency, but we also sense that we're disconnected from some um, larger whole that we long for. This a love, a wisdom, a guidance, a sense of peace. And we want that. And we're conflicted about how much of our free will slash free won't 
we will, we were willing to trade for it because, well, I mean, in short, because you can't, you don't get to know in advance. It's not like a deal of, I give you $20 and you give me 10 pounds of bananas. It's not like that. The way it works is you give up. You give up. um, How do I say this? You give up expression of your individual free will and free won't to find out how much of the essence is true. And you trust that you can't actually lose anything that's real. So you give up what appears to be or what could be individual power and trust that if it's real, it will remain. And if it's not, it won't. That's in that's what a leap of faith actually is. It's not believing something you have no evidence for, which is what it's come to mean. That's what the leap of faith actually is. It's giving up your life outcomes, giving up your aspects of your free will uh, in an applied way to determine actually what the flow of life wants, you know, and that leads to what Christine was talking about as the, the co-authoring. So it's actually easier to give up all of your free will and all of your free won't. And uh, that's fairly easy relative to trying to find what the dance is. Uh, And as Christine was suggesting, it's uh, another part of the design is we're not squirrels and mongoose and chickens and whatnot. We're, We're separate enough from the will of the divine so that we can be creative and be outside of Nothing is outside of its box in one way, in essence, but in expression, we are. We can do things. As I said, we we have the freedom to do things that make no sense. Squirrels can't do that. They only do squirrel sense things. But we have an enormous amount of um, of creativity that way. You know, there's an interesting um, parallel, uh, you know, the, the shoulder joint, for example really, really flexible, can do all sorts of stuff, really, really vulnerable to injury for the same reason. So everything has a price. Same with the wrists uh, and the fingers. You know, that we can do amazing things, play instruments, type. You never see a squirrel typing, you know, maybe in a few thousand years. They don't do that. They don't have the flexibility. They don't have the, um, the, the physical prowess to be able to do that. We have all of these gifts that make us independent and powerful and creative. And they also make us separate. And that creates this longing for union with life, divine, with God, whatever you want to call it. And everybody senses that. And it makes us quietly crazy, sometimes more loudly crazy. So all of that is context for org chart and position agreements. <laughs> Let's see if I can tie it, tie it together. You see how? Because responsibility is a spiritual issue for people, for human beings. We're, we're existentially conflicted about responsibility. On one hand, we see the limits of reality. I have to eat. I have to sleep. I got to brush my teeth. I got to make money. I got to pay the bills. I got to do all these things. And at the same time, we want to challenge those limits. And also, we 
intuit that there's some flow, there's some way of being in reality where it all would be effortless. And we crave that kind of effortless power, that effortless flow. We want that too. So when you give someone a task and say, you are a customer service representative and here are your tasks, in that very moment, all of their issues about their parents and the discipline they did or didn't receive from them, about God, whether how the conditioning they had about it, their relationship with it, whether they experience it or not, whether they consciously want to or not, most of it's unconscious, but all of that comes up. Their relationship to freedom, do they think freedom is going to do whatever they want? And that this job is somehow an impingement on their freedom? Do they think that? And a bunch of other stuff all comes up, all comes up, all comes up. Do you see why responsibility is such an issue? Because we play victim to it. We see responsibility and freedom as opposites. Even in, in quite mature or quite um, seemingly mature people. Because this is something that you can work on asymptotically quite, a, quite deeply. I still find ways where I play victim. And I've known about this concept and worked at it for probably over 20 years now. Yeah, actually over 20 years. So the victimhood maybe deserves... Well, we talked a little bit about that last time. It's actually a good connection. Because the degree to which we still play victim, which is largely unconscious, erodes responsibility. Because you play victim to responsibility. This is why when people go to work, they say, I have to go to work rather than I get to go to work or some other phraseology. It's the, the, the feeling of having to, the feeling of the, that life itself, if you dig deep enough, what you find is that life itself is an oppressor. Well, what's another word for life? The divine, God, you know, and that's right there. The, the oppressor orientation toward life, the, um, in literature, how they used to talk about it as the, the man versus nature um, kind of uh, archetype for um, uh, in literature, which I'm sure now is called people versus nature. But you know, when I was in eighth grade or something, when I learned that, it was still man versus nature. <laughs> Interesting. Thought we would have been more progressive with the man-woman thing in 1989, but I guess we weren't. Uh, or whatever that was. So the people versus nature thing, it's that that idea. And you know, there's another example of it. Like when we say, oh, um, you know, when I'm most at peace, when I'm when I go in in nature, what do you, you think? You're not in nature every moment of every every day. I mean, we mean the forest or more of the natural world and less concrete, but that's nature too, right? Because you see the 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 how it's cast is that human beings are somehow we're outside of nature. Nature is the squirrels and the mongoose and the chickens and whatnot, and we're some like separate entity that is outside of nature, which is absurd, right? Because the earth produced us just like it did apples and mongoose and chickens, but yet we don't think of it that way. Why? Because we intuit that separation that we're separate from. And we're both longing to get back and also suspicious of hell of that process. 
No one's going to tell me what to do. I'm not going to give up my will. I, I want to be able to do whatever I want. And that's the, the cake and eat it too dynamic. That is the, one of the hallmarks of egoic behavior. It's like, okay, I want, the ego says, I want to have all the freedom and to be in flow and you know have the intelligence of the universe on my side. But I want to um, eat 10 Snickers bars in the morning and sleep with as many different people as I want to and break the law and blah, blah, blah. No, you can't do that. Well, why not? Because it's not in the natural order of things. Well, who are you to say that? You see, there's no arguing there because you're, you have two different paradigms. Thanks for listening to Manage to Engage, the clear and open podcast. Join us next week when you'll be a little bit closer to who you're destined to be. Until then, know that Clear and Open is dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. If you want to help the show grow, I'd appreciate you leaving a rating and review on iTunes. All you have to do is open the Apple Podcasts app, view the full description of the episode, and click the link to leave a rating and review. Or you can go to clearandopen.com slash review, and it will bring you to the right place. If you're looking for more support on your journey, head over to clearandopen.com for even more tools, articles, and free resources. Thanks so much for listening. Bye for now.